On January uh, 1st of this year, um, 2023 actually, I landed in Costa Rica for a two-month stay. My goal at the time was to answer a question that I had, which is, can I live in another country with Social Security being my primary source of income uh, and while enjoying a beautiful country? And do I feel comfortable living abroad? This episode deals with my answer. Hey there, you're listening to Dwelling Tiny, a podcast on creating new experiences through travel, life abroad, on a minimal budget, and while later in life. If Jeff can do it, why not you? Now your host, Jeff Jasper. In prior episodes, I discussed uh, these questions in short, yes, I was able to live comfortably and actually save money doing so. Yep, actually save some. The second question was answered a little while after returning home in Texas. The answer, I heard myself vocalize, why am I here and not there? Hearing myself speak, I realized this is what's in my heart. Yes, I was logistically ready wasn't logistically ready, but I was now in my heart. Um, I had some stuff I needed to deal with. It's always stuff. Yet emotionally, I knew what my course was going to be now. With a renewed sense of direction, I set off to resolve the concerns with my home. I installed a new furnace and AC unit, a new refrigerator, and once that was accomplished, I sold my car. More information about that sale is in episode 38. At this point, it's seven months after the sale of the car, and I don't regret it a bit. It was a profitable decision, saving a few hundred dollars a month. In terms of saving a car payment, if you have one, uh, you, you're saving the loss of the value of the vehicle investment, maintenance, license, registration, storage, and of course insurance. It all adds up. And these costs are going up constantly. One thought on canceling the insurance, if down the road you want to get coverage, it can get more difficult and expensive due to the gap in coverage. Keeping liability co coverage um, for a, uh, a few months or maybe a year down the road, you may want to buy a car again. The insurance companies won't want to cover you because of the gap in coverage. The cost of reassuring, reinsuring will be higher because of the, that gap. And sometimes they won't even want to cover you. In my case, they probably wouldn't because I'm presently 79. Not wanting to be in that situation and wanting to be flexible, I maintained the coverage. With liability only, the cost dropped from roughly 130 a month down to the mid-30s. That's still a saving of $100 per month. Not knowing what the future will be, I didn't want to have be in that situation, not being able to be insured. There will come a time 
when I'll be comfortable with that and cancel the insurance. But for now, I'm flexible with the cost. With the sale of the car, everyone I knew wondered, what is he doing now? People like knowing what you're doing. Um, and I think it's because they're curious for themselves. Uh, something I found that in Costa Rica, you have really good bus system. It's affordable, safe, and the buses are clean. I had no issues getting around with the bus, Uber, or taxis. In, in the, just the two months I was there, I didn't regret not needing a vehicle. There were people like the landlord and others who came, who became friends with uh, where I did ride-alongs with. Without a car, you don't need to deal with the stress of where to park or is it going to get stolen. I've not had that desire to get a car there. Um, it's cars in Costa Rica are quite expensive. I've been to other countries and I really didn't need a car there. They have, uh, I've used public transportation ride-alongs and always felt fine. I think other countries are doing a much better job of public transportation than in the U.S. We used to have a good public transportation back in the 40s and 50s, but got rid of it in favor of the vehicle. To my chagrin, a lot of the cities are starting to install light rail, but it's taking forever. I found everything you want can be delivered. People, you know, once they find out that what you're doing now will offer ride-alongs. They're going to the grocery store. Hey, Jeff, you want to come along? And it just makes it easier. This was, uh, it gives you more time to socialize with people. And you can help them out by carrying their groceries or what have you. And uh, they also give me ride-alongs to the doctor if they know that you're going. And in one co but in one case, I broke a tooth this uh, past year. Well, I went to the dentist and it turns out I needed a crown, which meant that there was three visits to the dentist. I called Uber and they showed up in a few minutes. And in, in this situation, the cost was about $7.40, I think, which I runnered up to $10 uh, for a tip. Um, leaving the dentist, I visited the Walmart across the street and then used Uber to return home. Again, the total cost for that dental trip was $20 for the transportation. Well worth it. The bottom line is that for the seven months that I've been without a vehicle, the cost I've spent per month was less than $100 for transportation. Slightly more than I repaid and slightly more because I repaid friends by buying them lunch and dinner. Uh, but that was also social and, and, and it was not abnormal. It just uh, resolved the, the, the cost. So again, my cost was not much over $100 uh, per month just for transportation. I like a good glass of wine every once in a while. And in my uh, area, the total wine delivered six bottles uh, that I wanted selected um, for a little more than $6 for delivery. Again, well worth it. I don't think that the, uh, I think the cost of gas was, would have been almost that much. 
I used Costco for my prescriptions because, again, they're Costco. Prescriptions are very aggressively priced, and they, and they deliver. When I added in groceries for over $35, the delivery cost was about $6, again, nearly the cost of the fuel it would cost to, to, it had a, if I had a car to go to Costco and back. I don't see any need to own a vehicle going forward because I can hop on a plane and go somewhere, not worrying about it, not having to pay for it. My house is taken care of again, and I like having a base camp. It's paid for. It's a park model, and it costs, uh, and the costs that I have are really just the lot fee, and that's relatively a, a small amount per month. Presently, it's rented out for five months during the popular months in Texas when people come and want to winter. And it worked out well last year. I'm sure it will work out again this year. I've tried to bulletproof it in terms of correcting those things like, again, the refrigerator that I had was fine. It worked fine, but it was old. And it ran a lot because the seals were getting old. So I just replaced it. I have uh, people arranged to clean it between tenants and to check on it. I have someone that is capable of taking care of the maintenance needs should something happen. The rent collected covers my costs for approximately two years. That's a profitable situation. And I still have a base to come home to should all hell break loose. I'm now returning to Costa Rica to purchase a return ticket to go back. While I was there 10 months ago, buying tickets that far out, you could get a really aggressively priced ticket. Uh, with that, it gave me a commitment to myself and to my landlord that I'm coming back. The only problem is that I found out that sometimes when you book something far out, it's limiting. In this case, I brought the ticket for November 30th. In February, you might say, what's limiting about it? When I bought it in, uh, for November 30th, I thought, okay, it's the end of the season. I like Thanksgiving. I'll go visit family, and then I'll head off to Costa Rica. The problem is that, is, that, <laughs> is that uh, if I hadn't had the ticket, I might well have wanted to leave to go to, to Costa Rica in September. I was really completed with the house corrections, and I wanted to move on sooner. But no, I've got a ticket, and I'm committed to everybody that I'm going to make these. Uh, once you make these verbal commitments, um, it's, it's limiting. Sometimes, when, though you're saving a dollar, uh, it, it can be restricting. I do have all of my doctors based in Texas. So I have uh, commitments to swing through Texas in August to deal with checkups on me and the house and then move on. So this is where I'm at. I'm right now in Minnesota visiting family and catching up. I'll soon be heading off to beginning my phase of transitioning to living abroad on a full-time basis. I'm Jeff and I'm Dwelling Tiny. That's it for now. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more, go to dwellingtiny.org. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.